Good morning, afternoon, evening. I don't know when you're listening to this, but thank you for joining us on another episode of The Madness Show. I got two special guests with us today. So let's jump right in and uh, let me get this drum roll sound effect for you guys so you guys can meet my uh, my guest today. You, you've heard about this one before. Number one fan of The Madness Show. Give it up for Cecil Keithley. How you doing? I'm doing good. All right, now try. Can I hear my... Ah, there I am. Yeah, man, good to be here. I'm a big fan of the show. You know, first season of the show, all 176 episodes were just awesome. Subscribe, <laughs> listen to every single one of them. All uh, 1,274 yeah, minutes. Absolutely, man. Awesome. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so... Um, now, uh, one more time, we got a, well, actually, first, both of their first times on the show. Next up, Mr. Jamie Herbert. How you doing? Jamie's theme song would be, just kidding, not Thug Life. How you doing, Jamie? Doing well, doing well. All right, so today what I wanted to talk about is uh, both of these guys, I think, are very smart, deep thinkers. Um, with the occasional, you know, humor on the side because we all have to have some humor. But I wanted to talk about something that uh, I've talked to both of these guys about, and you out there may think about this: is perception is reality, which we hear all the time. And so I want to dive in today on like, even as we're all you know men of God and we're on this walk of faith, what does that mean? What does it mean to say? Perception is reality, and as a Christian, like just some of the things that we've talked about, that we'll try to put through audio the audio verse because you know Jamie just drew something on my whiteboard that was amazing. So we're gonna try to bring that to life through the audio. Yeah, it's so, a pretty nifty chart. I like that. Yeah, everyone, just stop and look at it. No, you can't see it because you're not you're not there. <laughs> That's the audience over there. You guys need to calm down. All right. Uh, Let's start, I guess, with Cecil. When you hear, like, perception is reality, what's the big thing that comes to mind? Think about the matrix, to be honest with you. Like, what is real? Like, red pill, blue yeah, pill? What is, what is really real? The irony of you wearing a red shirt and Jamie wearing a blue shirt. You Whoa. take the red pill or the blue pill? There are no accidents, man. There's not. I just can't remember which one's which, reality and fake, red or blue. I don't remember. I don't know. Blood's Crips. Just kidding. Perception is reality. So, matrix and what else? What else do you think of, like... <clears throat> I guess uh, along the lines of you make your own reality with your mind, like what you think. If you're thinking positive, you know, things tend to seem more positive. Uh, thinking negative, they seem more negative. I have a question I've always wanted to ask people. Do it. Because obviously being a Do pastor it. in a church too, you, do you think people are born like with a DNA pattern that somehow says that they're just negative people? I think it's influence, huh? Like... I think it's like both, right? Nurture and nurture, like, nature and nurture. Can someone cop yeah. out and be like, I was born this way. Told I hate everybody. I'm a jerk. <laughs> Man, look at that. That guy there's like, no, no, he's not going to respond to it. I, I think that's an excuse that they use because they don't want to, they don't want to accept their own, their own things that they've done. I'd yeah. say I'd say that plays too. I, I know, like with my kids, for example, I see those two as a mix of my wife and I, and so I see traits in my youngest daughter that my wife has uh, that my oldest daughter does not have, and it's very clear she had to have gotten that from something other than her upbringing. Like it's like totally seems like a natural trait, stubbornness yeah. or something. I didn't say that. Oops. Well, <laughs> well depending you. on the situation, it just oh I, sure. I, I don't know the way you know the way I see it is most people. Like whenever, even whenever it comes into like stuff like being held accountable to the things that they've done or said or whatever, people feel like they're being attacked if they don't, if they're not ready to accept their role in what they've done. And yeah. they, they take it as an account, they, they, they take it, they feel like they're being attacked versus, you know, taking responsibility of their own actions. Sure, like in psychology, you hear like, like a frame, like yeah. how you, you see like your paradigm, you see the world through this view and anything that you know, contradicts it usually invokes some sort of emotional response, right? And if you think logically enough, you can kind of examine your own frame and then maybe rework how you see things. Uh, but some people, like in politics, it's, it's especially there. People on the far ends, 
Mm-hmm. They're freaking, you know, crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's how you get like, you know. <laughs> Good that you stopped me there. I was going to make some enemies. Out of your 150,000 subscribers, you're about to lose 20 if I had continued that sentence. You know, and each far extreme side has a name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> uh, no, I'll, there's only 250 downloads, so I might lose. Yeah, but they're all know, over the country. 201. Alaska, yeah. South Carolina. Got a big base in Virginia. Thank you. Shout out. And the two people in Alaska that downloaded, thank you, up there. They unsubscribed. They may after today. Because mm-hmm. you introduced us as intellects. They might be They might be pessimistic there. and be like, this show sucks. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I feel like I'm a natural cynic. Um, and there are times where I feel like enlightened to, to where I can change my mind about things. And go, wow, man, think positively. But it always this draw back to being negative uh, that I always have to fight. So I think there's, there's something like where you feel... Uh, kind of inclined towards a certain direction or behavior maybe, and it's it's much more difficult for some people uh, to go against. Think alcoholism, right? Some people yeah. are just more prone to it or something. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, all that's hardwired into our brains from a young age, you mm. know, um, how we act, how we feel. Um, and mo- most of that's going to go back to, as far as the way I see it, most of it's going to go back to, you know, a friend let us down, a family member hurt us, things like that. It's it's our it's those felt expectations that we had and then our life experiences. Yeah, like so far back into your mind, yeah. maybe you don't even consciously know mm-hmm. what's ca- what's happened there. Yeah, and, I and, get you. And so you just revert back to it because it's it's the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. It comes most naturally for mm-hmm. you, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know? We were talking about, Sarah and I were talking about, she was, re- <laughs> she was watching some sermon called emotional leeches and it was just about like people that suck the life out of you and it's not because that person was born that way they're not born like an emotional vampire like hey cecil i just thought i'd stop by and suck the life out of you today and make sure that you don't have a good day there are people that i work with this guy i'm not gonna say names and he will never listen to this ever probably not but but i might send him an email he'll talk and he's a very nice guy (laughs) And sometimes he'll talk about something that's even interesting, and then he'll just keep he'll go off on a rabbit trail and won't ever bring it back. And I find myself just so becoming uninterested. I'm just like, oh gosh, this guy will stop talking <laughs> as I'm walking away, and he's still talking. I leave the room, still go. No, I'm just kidding. Well, like they never learn like the proper like. Before I talk about 18 subjects, I'm gonna finish this one, let you reply to that one, and then I'll move on. And mm-hmm. yep. yeah, I can't help it. I have to be like. Well, let me stop you right there, Bob. Uh, and then, you know, or I have this one friend I call him Well Actually because every time we're in a conversation, he'd be like, Well, actually. Oh, it's a corrector. But it, yeah, and he's like a one upper. So it does come, uh, it does rub me the wrong way sometimes. Well, actually, let me stop you right there. It's, uh, it's, it's Y O U R, you know, or, or there, or you're like, he corrects everything. Can't stand it when people spell Y O U R. Must be already wrong. I can't, can't do it, man. <laughs> Can't do it. Well, and our hospitality guy, Michael, you guys met Michael. He's an uh, English teacher, so I'm always getting. Yeah, I'm just I'm just stuck on his friend that doesn't get, gets off on the rabbit trails and doesn't come back to his point that he's trying to make because that's all I'm sitting here thinking about. Am I going to do that? No, no, well, <laughs> no I, I, I'm, I'm the worst of that. Because like, I do it myself. Yeah, yeah. No, but this guy, I mean, it's 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 like you're on something <laughs> interesting and you keep going like off into crazy town that Nobody's interested in nobody, oh, and you're just like, okay, dude, come on, come on. And when we think about perception as reality, because I, I and I talked, I talk about a lot of this. Does Christianity? Oh, my face is bleeding. Um, I'm gonna not look at it. Don't look at it. I can rub it on your shirt because it's red. Looking at it, just can't look stop. at it, enjoy no, it. You guys can't see it. Maybe I'll send a picture. Um, is that um, <laughs> he did it to me? He stumped me. Brain fart. Um, perception is reality. Perception is reality. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the Christian point of view, is it optimistic? Is there something about the Christian view of life that is a optimistic view? I think there should be. Um, I think joy is hard to find uh, in the world. And, like, man, it's so... I don't know how to say it, but it's, it's, it seems so hard to find joy. And it's so... So few people even talk about it, you know, and I don't know. It should be a life of joy. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and like, look, when you think of other people and sinners and you think of condemnation and judgment, it really should be, mm-hmm. you know, an empathy for them because they're like, they have this infection of sin. Like we all do. We're all infected. Right. And it should, it should be something where you, you seek out joy in your life, which is hard because I'm a cynic and I don't, I always go negative, but <laughs> you know, how can somebody from the outside look in and say, Hey, what do those guys got? You know? Yeah. But I talk about it cause I have a sister-in-law that's very like, no offense. She probably don't listen to this either, but sometimes, you know, we say like, I'm, well, I'm just born this way, born pessimistic or born. Like, that's why I like to ask, like, is there some kind of DNA out there that we just haven't discovered that you're like, Yep. I guess you can never be held accountable to being positive because you're born negative. You yeah, know? but and and that goes back into what I was talking about earlier. I think it's just hardwired into their into their into our brains based off of our life experiences from you mm. know, the time of birth on. Because um, like like for me, as far as being negative, when I was younger, I really had a I really had a hard time with it. You know, because I mean, you know, and you know, of course, you know some of my story, but I mean. You know, I was put up for adoption at a young age, and, you know, my, you know, I know who my biological mom is, don't know who my biological dad is. I, I know who he is, but I've never met him or had any experiences mm-hmm. or anything like that. But also is, is growing up and growing up with rejection, and then, you know, you're growing up with it, and then every time that you're dealing with it, whether it's in school or whatever it's with, it just magnifies what you've already been dealing with because it's not, it's not like it's something that you – just drop it's just you have it and then somebody else added to it but it kind of goes back into this little chart that we were talking about but it's years ago as I was dealing with a lot of this stuff I was listening to somebody talking I don't remember the guy's name and uh he you know I mean he was a really good speaker and everything and he said something that I I just thought it was so powerful and it's always just kind of stuck with me and that's what kind of helped me get out of that hole was he had this 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 phrase that he said, and he was, "If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change." Yeah. And so I started looking at things differently, you know. So it's like, if you know, I had a friend, and we were supposed to go somewhere, and you know, because you know, this happened. I'll give you an example in high school. I had a friend. We were supposed to go. We were supposed to go to a, another town and and go do something. I forgot what we was gonna do. Well. He went and picked up one of our other friends who was supposed to come by and pick me up. Completely forgot to pick me up. Sure. And then, they, sure. came, then, then they came to my house after the fact. Right? So I'm sitting here dealing with all this rejection stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm mad and all this. But what did you do to that guy? Why, why was he so mad at you? He, he, what do you name Bob? Well, well, it, Bob. He must have been a real jerk. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, no, no, right? But <laughs> no. but what had happened is he went by and picked him up. And they started talking and having a conversation and it just slipped her mind, which, I mean, that happens at times. I mean, it was unintentional, but, you know, what i Did you I'm call them or did they call you? No, they actually came to my house after they got finished. And they, <laughs> they, they got they done, they, they came over? Like, hey, man, we're about to go home, yeah, but we wanted to drop by. Hey, we want to tell you how much fun we had. <laughs> well, because we, we were going to another town, which was about an hour away, and, and after they after they realized they forgot me, they were already there. And, of course, this was before cell phones. <laughs> oh, just, came that's into play. just, yeah. So anyway, they drove by the house after you know after they were done on the way back and and but the thing is is you know I'm taking it like it was done on purpose. We like sitting down on the porch just crying and they drove by and they're like oh crap no, no but it you know it just I mean with, with that for me it just you know I, you know it was more anger issues yeah. than anything on that but but the thing is is they just forgot right and so it wasn't like it was done on purpose and you know I, I so. I relay that back to my mom when she got elderly. She used to have one of them little scooters when they had to unload mm-hmm. and load it. Well, me and my me and my sister had taken her to uh, Tyler to the mall, and we'd always have her pull up to the front of the mall, and she'd wait for us. We'd go get the car, and then we'd drive her around. Well, me and my sister started talking on the way to the car. We got in the car and drove home. <laughs> oh, no. Was, about, was halfway home when we realized <laughs> that we forgot her and turned around and came back and picked her up. Oh, no. And so... So once that happened, then I realized, okay, they they didn't do this on purpose. You know, it was an honest, simple mistake, yeah. and it can happen to anybody. So, but then, like you said, like perception, but like, it was did what something, I it yeah. Into. And you said hardwired. I, so. I turned it into that based off of my yeah. previous life experiences. And yeah. Things that so maybe people that 
And maybe people that are find themselves saying that, oh, I'm just negative. Maybe they had a bad event that then has filtered all of their viewpoints through that hurt that maybe they never addressed or, you know. This is akin to like, like, like character, like your, these things that influence your character growing up that develop you into this, this person. Um, so your, your character is when like, like me, a cynical pessimist type fella uh, or something. And <clears throat> you, like you say, you feed the wolf, right? Or you starve it. Yeah. And you become more and more of that thing, right? Yeah. That's yeah, maybe. Yeah, so what we talked about was Back to like the chart. your imagination and how our imagination and all the thoughts therein and how what is our reality and when we trace our realities back, is it really because we are just feeding, you know, and we on the on the model that you guys don't see is we have like a victim mentality where something happens and you always, oh, everyone's out to get me. The Lord hates me. No one likes me. Uh, and all those victim type thoughts versus like a blessed thought and ha- take the same scenario that happens to do two different people, like the same exact scenario, but different thought patterns that lead to either a blessed mentality or a victim mentality. And yeah. uh, yeah, so it's just, it's so true. Um, like how much control do you think you actually have over such a thing? Like to, to change it. Uh, Cause if you, I've been in like pretty, pretty dark places and I, I even saw where my mind was going, I uh, would talk about it and, and try to work through it. Um, but di- I seemed powerless to really change it. Um, yeah. It, like by myself anyway, like with God's yeah. help. Then of course you go dark enough and then you're not actually seeking God's help. You're hiding in shame from God from how you are, but yeah, at least about me, not you guys. Jeez. Okay. Make me feel bad about myself. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You're alone. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. Just kidding. You're, you're not alone. That's what's up. Huh? See, well, look at the, look at the model here. <laughs> <laughs> Cecil, <laughs> look at the model here. Like some people, be like, man, I'm alone. Thank God, I have time to like think about my thoughts and and whatever. And then the negative viewpoint, be like, I'm all alone. No one likes me. I never get invited anywhere. Like same scenario, just different thoughts. And then I think, like I, sometimes I find myself because I've I've been known, at least for as long as I can remember, a very joyful, you know, sometimes funny guy. Or, Jeez. which is not all the time, because I go. do remember. Here we go. I do, here we go. I do remember no, times I, when, like, something happened, and I was like, oh, man. And I'd have, like, the negative viewpoint. It doesn't happen a lot. For mm-hmm. me, mostly everything's joy, right? You get a flat tire. Oh, man, I was going to get a new tire anyway. A chance to get some new tires. But I think the thing that I struggle with, with the, the mind of victim or blessed is when it comes to like the pet peeves of mine with people, you know, like, like when people do the excuses of something like, yeah. well, I'm born this way or I'm, and I'm going, I was born this way. I was well, born this way. Yeah. You, you know, giving it, you know, and that reminds me of a story, you know, there, there's a, there was a man, he had two sons and these sons, you know, one of them was really successful and the other one, you know, was an alcoholic and had all these, all these problems and was going to jail and somebody come along and asked them, why are you successful? And the guy said, I learned it from watching my father because he didn't want to be like his father. And the other one said, why are you, know, they asked him, why are you this way? He said, I learned it from watching my father. So you had one man, but you had two totally different outcomes. You know, I, and I, they had I, the same I've father. I've seen that. I've seen that play with my wife and her family. Uh, I had a buddy I grew up with, same thing comes from a household that was not good in any way. He, you know, followed along that trail. His sister did not. Totally successful, totally different outcome, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, it's, I mean, at some point, you have to make a decision on what you're going to do, you know. And, and, and I, you know, from my experiences and, and people that I've dealt with and everything, and, and I think it's human nature. I mean, most people are going to go the way of least resistance, right? So mm. if, if that victim plays out and then – and then, too, it's also going to depend on some of the people that are around them. I mean, do they have enablers around them? Or toxic people or, that or, feed or, into it. Yeah, or, you know, because if, if they do, they're going to have a much harder time getting out of that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, environment, yeah. Big role. They need signs. Don't feed the monsters. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, just like in anything else, man, if, if, if you played golf and you, wanted to become, and you wanted to be better, 
if you went out and played golf every day with five professionals and you, you stunk, sooner or later your game's going to pick up. You know? That's true. You quit. Probably quit. I'll probably never play with golf. Golf is stupid. Cecil, stop breaking your clubs, man. Get back over here. Golf dumb. No. <laughs> no, you know, I like to shift a little bit. Like, one thing about you, like your positive attitude, uh, it's like infectious, right? Like, people want to be around you because you're, you're charismatic. That positivity, that, that thing that people need more of, um, which I'm a cynical jerk, like I said. So I'm always like, what's this guy? What's his angle? Which I'm here? kind of attracted to. I'm just like, man, I want to hang out with this guy. Because. <laughs> What? Everybody needs balance. Yeah, yeah. He I disguises mean, it as that, but he's actually a positive guy. Yeah, I'm positively insane. At least when you come to church. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I guess you, you go with purpose, right? Things change. People work in your life. God works. Um, it's why it's so important to love people, right? I mean, yeah. to to really really see someone hurting and, and really try to help them address it in some way. Some people aren't, like, open to it. They're not going to hear it, no matter what you say, until they're at a place where they can. Yeah. I guess that's kind of like the gospel when you spread. You talk to people about God, and they're not in a place at that time. But maybe you plant a seed or, at the very least, remove a roadblock, right, intellectually. Yeah. I, I'm convinced you can't talk someone into, you know, belief, but you can maybe maybe help them remove some obstacle they put in the path or that life yeah. has or whatever, you know. And this comes at the craziest times. Like the revelation of something. Oh, dude. You know, like we'll yeah. be out to dinner, you're somewhere, and you're like, it just, that revelation hits, and you're like, oh, my gosh. And yeah. you don't, you know, deal well, with that anymore. And I, I know we were talking about it earlier this week, but just, you know, this is how I see, you know, like what we were talking about. This is renewing of your mind that the Bible talks about. But at the same time, as it's talking about picking up your cross daily, your mind has to be part of that renewal process as picking up your cross, because if not, you can fall back in into the back into the victim mentality or whatnot yeah mm-hmm. and, and you know one thing uh, i struggle with is like is over intellectualizing things right which is weird because i'm not an intellectual i'm s- super dumb so it's really it doesn't work out even when i try to learn things but no nah, but when you, when you think too hard about something yeah okay i don't Thanks. know what to oh, do there. Man. <laughs> in the middle of a roll now i've lost it that's every time every Sorry. time no. Let me, i'll bring it back thank you does that help yeah it's, it's much better now, but when you overthink something, and you know, like so many times, I think when you overthink, is it good or bad? Bad, most of the time, like ninety percent. I would say probably, yeah. Ultimately, because because you can convince yourself that you're that you're making headway uh, in this intellectual way that you're learning more, right? So I'm gonna memorize Bible verses. I'm gonna mm. read theological textbook, blah 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 blah, and then before you know it, you're 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 uh, like this George McDonald quote. I think I sent you like you're. you're you're teaching people about Christ instead of teaching them Christ, right? You're not yeah. really showing because, you know, I, I don't. Your pastor, you probably know more, like, definitely know more than I do about it. But I don't think God that Christ talks about. Yeah, memorize as much scripture as you can because that's the path to heaven, right? Like for all of, I say what, two thousand years, nineteen hundred. That most people couldn't read. I mean, that's yeah. a fairly common thing yeah. now that everybody can read. But you go back a hundred years, I mean. Literacy rate was nothing almost, so yeah. it's not like you know up until five hundred years ago the printing press with the you know the uh, Bibles mm-hmm. became common you know after the Reformation, but that's not something like fifteen hundred years of church history, people couldn't read the Bible by themselves, mm-hmm. and so yeah, now you're gonna excommunicate me now for talking like this, but uh, it, it's just if you place too high of a value on just pure intellectual uh, yeah. ideas, I think it it detracts from the truth of it. Um, because you get too caught up in that sort of thing, the academics and, and learning. Yeah. At least I do. I do. I don't know about you, but. I was going to make a pun, like, don't read too much into it. Mm. You know, like a metaphor. Do better. Like <laughs> Bella, 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 Bella says to me all the time, my daughter says, do better. Do better, Dad. <laughs> do better. Do better, Dad. Do better. But, you know, as far as not making things too intellectual, I think Jesus summed it up whenever he was talking about letting the children come to him because he said, this is, this is the kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so if we, we, we have to have a childlike mind as, as we're looking into these things. Yeah, we, once oh, we that, harden our minds yeah. off to something and we can't, can't learn, can't grow, um, like, like, like for me, like your church, you know, I guess it's my church now because I'm coming for like six weeks or something. Our, our church? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are? No apostrophe? There's some things about it. Like if you had asked me even a year ago or six months, three months ago, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, 
Like Whoa. just to come to church at all or Whoa. just? Uh, well, yeah, any church at all back then, yeah. Um, yeah, but but like like spirit led type stuff uh, is purely an intellectual idea. Previously, no. you know, um, the sort of movement that feeling like I felt I felt the spirit before. Like it's been a long time, but I felt it, so I know what that is. But but it's it's maybe it's just the place I'm at. But it's 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 transformed. It's more prominent there's something out maybe all the chess pieces are in, in play to you know checkmate me or something but mm-hmm. i don't know how to describe it other than just it's it's, it's more spirit you do that really good there's no effects on his microphone no. yeah, look I, I i totally get what you're coming for and and the way i would describe it is if, if i had my nose to that that dry race board right there i would only see so much of the picture right mm-hmm. and it's like Every so many months, so many years, or whatever, it's like God moves me a couple of steps back, so I see more and more of the bigger picture that's coming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and you know, I've 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 kind of deep dived into church history, and I understand kind of the roots of all the movements and stuff, right? So, uh, which makes me even more cynical uh, about things because you look back. <laughs> I mean, you look at, at things like 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 pure what I would call like Bible uh, worship. People who the Bible is such a thing to them that they almost worship it. Like there's nothing uh, you could feel or say or do that's not, it's not coming out right, but where the Bible is the thing and, and you almost forget yeah. about God and loving your neighbor and that sort of thing, right? The Bible yeah, it's like you think church can become an idol just as much as the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you think uh, like the hardcore Pentecost, I went to this church and, and I don't want to talk crap on churches, but it was hardcore Pentecostal type spirit stuff. And I just looked at this guy and I was like, that dude wants my money. And I, and, <laughs> and everything about it was money, money, money. It's manipulating oh, emotions. I got to read that now. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I got like, like super manipulating of emotions. Right. It seemed so, you know, if so spirit type stuff, people who, who go like, ah, the Lord's moving me and I'm going to, I'm going to uh, feel them right now. Give a hundred dollars if you feel it, you know, and many people feel emotions into doing it. <laughs> oh, that's great. And then, then they do it. Right. So you, you take the spirit out of something over here with, with the Bible thumping type crowd. And you got the, the people over here who are running pure by spirit, which is easily manipulated. Emotions are easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you don't test it against scripture. Yeah. Right. But I could tell what pastor it was by your accent. But you can't because you were like, Hey, can you feel the spirit? Give me a hundred dollars, hundred dollars. <laughs> I know who it is. That's why I don't. I would have said 200. Um, I got sent this by someone. Shout out Luke Higgins. And uh, (laughs) uh, so he sent me this and it was like, I I think about victim and blessed and the mentality and like, and so he says, 12 reasons why I, as a pastor, have decided to quit attending sporting events. Number one, the coach never came to visit me. Number two, every time I went, they asked for money. <laughs> That's why Cecil stopped going. Nah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Number three, the people sitting in my row did not seem very friendly. Uh, number four, the seats were very hard. Number five, this one's funny. The referees made a decision that I didn't agree with. <laughs> number six, I was sitting with hypocrites. They only came to see what other people were wearing. Number seven, some games went into overtime and I was late getting home. Number eight, the band played some songs I never heard before. (laughs) Number nine, the games are scheduled on my only day to sleep in and run errands. And number 10, my parents took me to too many games when I was growing up. Number 11, since I read a book on sports, I feel like I know more than the coaches. Number 12, (laughs) I don't want to take my children because I want them to choose for themselves what sport they like best. <laughs> he sent me that today. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to add one to it based off of what he just said. One player is so full of sports knowledge that they cannot see that they really don't have the love of the game in their heart. Boom. Oh, mic drop. I don't have a thing for that. Load them up. That nice. was <laughs> rather violent, but that is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing you said earlier when you were <clears throat> talking about this this chart, uh, which really should be posted on your blog or something. Yeah, we're gonna uh, is 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 when you go too far down, uh, like the victim or the cynical or the 
whatever, you know, like I've, I've been so angry for, for such a long time that it almost felt good. Right. Like, like, and it's a weird thing to say, like, why would you want to, why would you enjoy hating? Right. But it, it, I've done it, but <clears throat> I'm a terrible person. I should go to hell. Like but, you got high on it. Like, well, I mean, I didn't necessarily seek it out, but man, when it happened, it felt good. Like yeah. I just wanted to, like adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that. But <clears throat> like th- this idea of after a point, uh, of you almost ossifying in that, that, that state, you know, like I was talking about this earlier. I, I read a book by uh, C.S. Lewis called The Great Divorce. Uh, very small book, so you should read it. Um, but, big letters? Uh, small letters. Well, C.S. Lewis, always big words, but small letters, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> essentially it's, it's a journey through, through heaven and hell. Or, uh, and he, he essentially sees these, these souls up from hell or purgatory who get a, a chance at heaven, and they're met on the plains of heaven by angels or people they knew in life or whatever that have been saved. And the, the, the gist is to, to bring them in, to let, let them see God or, or to see something other than their self, to desire something other than their own uh, selfish whatever, right? Whatever their nickname is, be it lust, be it uh, greed, be it pure intelligence, they think they know better, their cynicism, I don't trust anybody. Um, and, and if they can let that go, just, just let it go for a moment, they would see, and then they could be brought in, right? Like it's essentially mm-hmm. the, the idea, though, that most people in that state – you, you become something, and it, it ossifies, right? It becomes hard. It becomes almost unchangeable within yourself. You can become so negative that even confronted with a reality uh, like God, that you would never accept it, uh, even if it meant your own misery, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can bring the joy of the gospel to somebody, and they just will not hear it. I mean, they're essentially choosing, uh, like, what, what other choice? I mean, I've been there. I, I was agnostic. Ideas. You're choosing... Uh, a meaningless universe full of nothing and you die and become nothing and mm-hmm. never meant anything to begin with. And yeah. uh, why would you not even give a, a chance to something bigger? Like why would you destroy that yeah. within yourself? Even the, the possibility and not being open to that is, is, is that sort of ossifying of, of, of your mental state or whatever, be it from something that happens to you when you're younger that infected you. And that's why it's so hard, it's so important to like remove those roadblocks from people. Um, but you can't do it alone. God has to move in people and, and we're just a piece of that. But Usually when God moves, you, you, you realize that things have been moving for a long time and you're just too stupid to see it, right? Like, right, mm-hmm. that's how I work anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's good, man. I, and I, I think one of the frustrations I had, I forget who I was sharing it with, I was just saying church, like, is, is, is should be, it should be community, you know, believer, a believer, a community of believers. That's the church. And so many people, so many times we shop for a product or a service, and but what we really want is a community of believers or someone to share like our gifts with and, 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 and grow and, and so forth. But, um, yeah, I just think like, I don't know. And, and things like technology today, using podcasts and using different things like this to have conversations with people that struggle with their thoughts and they're, you know, maybe always negative and say, okay, how do I maybe shift from my negative? But I think, like you said, there has to be a moment in time that you're open to say, man, I just, I see where this negativity is leading me. And I don't like where I end up every single time, but maybe because I I do think that it like you said it's attractive. I, I do meet a lot of people that struggle in choosing life. You know, if you choose life or choose death, same thing. Two different realities. Like, how do I look at this? You know, um, that it's attractive. So I do think people aren't DNA born that way or hardwired that way. I do agree with Jamie that maybe an event happened early on that they start to filter everything. Yeah. And I was watching. The, that moment of revelation where I think it was on Crudes too, and the kid's like window and it's like a TV. Oh, yeah. And he's like, maybe the view in which I view the world is wrong <laughs> or flawed. And it was like, that's a great, you know, example. Well, you, and, 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 you know, and I know me and you talked about this before, uh, John, but um, also though, I think it comes out of our needs, right? You know, so if, if you go back to when you're a kid and you're in school and you're, they're t- you know, you're going through what are, what are our needs, right? It's food, it's shelter, it's water, and 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 clothing, right? You got those needs, but you got those on the spiritual side too, and it's it's belonging, it's relationship, and it's purpose, right? And that that kind of ties into that community that you're talking about, yeah. And and of course too, it also your thinking plays into those too, you know, whole lot. And then with the way all that ties in together, it's just you know, if if you can get the thoughts under control. 
you can see that people aren't as bad as you think they are because most of it's stuff that you came up with yourself because as a as a whole you know and i read this somewhere here a while back and um it's like 92 percent of the negative thoughts that we ever have never come to pass mm. and i you know like i said i don't remember where i read it but what but, I'm hearing is eight percent chance that yeah. it's gonna go downhill. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was thinking the dumb and dumber. You so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> but unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. <laughs> I think landing my wife was a lower percentage than that, but there's a will, there's a way. What what I love about uh, this podcast is that John did his first episode made two terrible poop jokes in uh, an interview. Well, it wasn't a joke. Those are stories in prison ministry because that was my greatest... Probably my brother. My memory. I picture, my brother's in prison. I picture him sitting on the toilet. I told my kids I wasn't going to bring up poop in this podcast, but now here I am, so I'm going to finish it. I pictured my brother sitting on the toilet, and you make Don't eye contact. Don't forget to wipe. And okay, I was like, sorry. oh, no, not yeah, wiping yeah. too. No, but yeah. I totally forgot what I was going to say. But that story was not supposed to be gross. It was like... Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You know, there's like the deep, meaningful moments that I remember in the prison ministry, like just God radically doing something. But then there's like the practical things that I remember because they were just wild. Yeah. So that's more or less. I'm not really judging it. But you know, when you get started on one story, of course your brain goes, like, there's this guy on your shoulder who's a bad influence, and there's other guy. I did one poop joke, and that guy's like, "Hey, remember these three stories?" And I was like, "Darn you, gotta tell him." And then I, (laughs) so I told him. But that's not the worst joke you made. The worst joke was episode two with your wife. (laughs) And you said she's one of your favorite guests. And there had only been two counting her. I know. Roasted. She's the, well, she gets her own. Here we go. She gets her own shout out. I'm trying to find out what sound effect for you, Sarah Bell, because I know you're going to listen to this. So you get my heartbeat. Not in like a scary way, but in like a romantic, like match. It's horrifying. It's like it does sound Michael kind of Myers scary. Stuff right there. It does sound scary. <laughs> so how about that one? Oh man! All right. Well, what uh, as we wrap up? What is something that you would say like? Because I feel like I know I have you know people that listen to this that may struggle, like you said, with like we said, with victim mentality, or they're always negative, or they or they feel like, man, why do people not want to be around me, or something like that. Like, what is one, like, little nugget or something that they could take away to help them with their thought processes and thinking processes? And when we talk about positive or negative and we talk about victim or we talk about blessed, like, and I like how you said, like, hey, I found myself from early on, both of you, from a negative standpoint, but then, like, had God's help. Like, is there something that you can dive into that to tell people, like, hey, here's a little life hack or something that with God that I found as I still am going through life that's helped me. I feel like I could have worded that a lot better. No, no, I hear you're saying. Basically, I, what, to, what to say. <laughs> this like, room break yeah. the voices out. I'll let this guy do it. What's that? Christopher, what is it, guys? Like, I know what? what? Christopher Walken. I was going to say for me is whenever... You know, whenever I'm talking to people and they they come to me with that type of approach, is just ask them why do they feel that way, you know, and then I let them voice it, and then then I start just giving them different scenarios. Well, have you talked to that person about it and tell them how this made you made made them made you feel? Um, and then you know, whenever that's happened, you know, the ones that have gone back and talked to those people, they find out that this negative thought that they were having. None of it was true because what they were making this scenario to be was not what actually happened from the other point of view, you know, and, and, and that, that helps sometimes. And then sometimes it's just, just listening to them and seeing what's going on. And then I just share my experiences, you know, to try to help them out of it. But, but, you know, a a lot of that, whenever they're stuck in it, it, it does go back into their environment. You know, you got people enabling them. They're around people they shouldn't be around. Yeah, and I feel like who's going to argue with like, oh, I was born this way. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest. It's just thing. feel like 
like some auto response that you can't touch me. You know, because mis- misery. Mis- I'm born this misery way. Misery loves company. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah, toxicity feeds toxicity. Yeah. Um, Not know. coming to my birthday party. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I, I agree with that. That you know, get out of the situation, talk to them. Uh, some people like <clears throat> you've been. You probably heard about this sort of thing, but we, we get in a, in a say you and I work together, and I'm being like total jerk face, and I'm even justified in why I'm angry at work. And you know I'm justified, and so you, yeah, man, you're totally right. That guy's a jerk, blah blah blah. And then we make you start making a habit, right? We yeah. start feeding it, uh, and then it becomes uh, and it's it takes on a life of its own. <clears throat> and, and if you're even able to recognize it for what it is, right? Uh, which gossip and backbiting and just this 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 poisonous thing that poisons you, it poisons the person, poisons the environment. Uh, if you can even bring attention to it, I mean, how many times do you sin? And, and if, if it's if something's if you bring attention to it. Even like, wow, this this is what's happening right now. Or somebody else brings it up, you know. Whoa, you know. Hope it's not too embarrassing for you. But if somebody else points it out, you know, like, whoa, I was I got. I don't we need to wrap up, but I got this story. Cause I'm a hypocritical jerk face. So as it oh. work, and several years ago, <clears throat> you know, I talked to you know after do it do the music. Do it no no no, no. nothing okay, <laughs> but like so so I found God. Uh, it's like 31. Now I'm only 25. Doesn't make any sense with math. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But several years ago, but division. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, you know, and I remember talking to this one guy. He comes into my, my work, uh, and you know, he talked about karma. You know, he's definitely not like a believer like we would talk about um, at all. Um, but we we talked about God, and I gave him a copy of Mere Christianity because uh, I just finished reading it. Time I give a copy to everybody back then, but uh, everybody should read that book. But you know, we talked about it, and he, he was very open and receptive to it. You know, it did uh, my duty uh, to evangelize as I could to this man. Um, he's also very smart, very smart guy. So it's not like he I'm talking to some guy who's never thought about it, right? Like a lot of times, sometimes that happens, but not a lot of times. I don't know. But anyway, so talk to him. Well, <clears throat> are you saying it's easier to evangelize if you're dumber? No, no, no. Someone's already examined every like imagine yeah, you go yeah. to evangelize somebody, and they're yeah. like. Uh, well, hey, and then they start talking about the problem of pain, problem of evil, problem of hell, and, and they start going, whoa, okay, now you got to dig into some, make sure yeah. you've read up on your, your case for faith or something like that, right? So you have yeah. some kind of uh, retort. But so this guy comes in, he's, he's been coming there for years and years and years and years. And, you know, like I said, I've told you before, like last several years for me have been a pretty pretty cynical, dark time. I, I left my old church, and, and it's been kind of a leading down a, a lost kind of mentality um and you know he comes in one day and, and we're just shooting the crap and i'm talking to him and i bring up something and, and how it wasn't you know this one I, that guy used to be such and such i, I don't associate with him i live in my house or whatever uh, he's like hey man, how's that square with your uh your faith oh my Ooh, yeah well yeah it's exactly what happened now it could have been easy to to write that off and say something like well you know man god says she says, uh, forgive, but it doesn't mean you should forget. You know, let someone toxic in your But I, that's not what he's doing. He wasn't yeah. calling me out in that way, and I knew that. And so what do you do? You throw up your hands, man. It's a love love punch. Yeah, I'm struggling. Like I'm a, struggling. Yeah. You know, that's what you do. I, and why am I talking about this? I, it would trip me out if he's like, you want to hear what more of what God says? Just give me $100. No, 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 not like that. I know this messing with you. Yeah, I don't know. That, that for me was a, a, a kind of a... One of the one of the beginnings of a slap in the face of how far my mind had gone. Mm. You know, sometimes you like the screw tape, like we talked about, it's the slippery slope, the, the gentle slope. I'll say, you know, soft underfoot, the path that leads to destruction. You don't even yeah. know you're on it until you turn around and go, "Oh, wait, where, where's God again?" What you know? Yeah. For me, it was like, I don't know. I meet with a lot of people that obviously are like, "Yeah, man, I I love Jesus. I'm a believer." And so, I, for me, it was it's it's. I, I try to get them on the same page, like, you know, what do you, what are your thoughts on the Bible? Like, morality and the compass of morality, like, what do you believe? Oh, I believe in the Bible. Okay, well, then let's look in the Bible. 2 Timothy 3.16 is one of my favorite scriptures, just because it says the Bible is good for in correction and reproof and instruction in righteousness. So if I can get them to say, hey, if we believe in the Bible, you know, let's let's look at what's in there and then try to go from there, like whether it's negative thinking or negative attitude or just constantly like spewing negativity and stuff. Then I'll try to say, Hey, 
what about this? And and then one of the things that was really powerful for me is I did a study or teaching on repentance, like which basically is saying change your mind. Like that's what repent means. So you know what's crazy? Jesus' first sermon. So repent for the kingdoms here. And I and the way I read it though, is every time I read it, instead of saying repent, I just picture him going, change your thinking. And, and and replaced it and went, oh my gosh, that's like really powerful when I read it that way because I'm just thinking these people going, well, we think this way. And then he's going like, change your mind. Like, change your thinking. And I like how in the Bible he says like, man, I've given you power to take every thought captive. You know, and then I thought about when you become a new creation. This is what I was thinking about yesterday, the body of Christ, like how our brain sends the signal to our part of the body to move our hands, move your legs, whatever. And then like the head of the church is Jesus. Like, I like how, I like the symbolism of that. That's, you know, something yesterday I was like, man, that's interesting. And all the impulses that your brain sends your body and then when you want to put on the mind of Christ and, you know, it's interesting thing about. You just reminded me of, of, of something that I that I think about and, and it helps me keep my thoughts in. And, and I know I've shared this with you in the past as well, but the Bible says we're creating God's image. Well, out of all creation, what's the only th- the, the difference between us and everything else that was created? We have the ability to create. You know, humans create stuff, you know, yeah. houses, cars, whatever. Yeah, he's right? not t- talking about just, like, reproduction. Yeah. He's talking about, like, <laughs> but, creating something. But out, outside of that, whenever you look at things in the, in the bigger aspect is whenever God created the universe, he spoke everything into existence, right? And the Bible says that there's power and you know, power of life and death are in the tongue. So whenever our thoughts become our words, what are we creating? Yeah. You know, and so it's, it's being careful about what we're saying and who we're saying things to, you know? Yeah. And they create atmospheres. And that's what we're talking yes, about earlier. Like yeah. emotional leeches create negative atmospheres that you just like uncomfortable. I want to get out of here. And then like a perpetual motion machine just keeps going, right? It's almost like boom. And when you get so stuck too in the darkness, you get ticked off at the guy who's joyful. Like I've been, people have been mad at me because I was so joyful. Mm. And that's how deep and dark, I'm not talking about Cecil, you guys. I'm saying that people have gotten like to a place where they're like, you know, and I had a a family member that doesn't live in in Texas that just would get so mad around me because it's like they would thrive like you said, how it kind of felt good, they would be like, like just slamming stuff around, and it like it was so negative the atmosphere, and it was like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here, you know. Then you got mad. Well, like, I can't stand you. <laughs> well, get away it, from me! me. <laughs> well, and, that, and, and you know, and that's that's why we can't have those idle words and stuff, you know, and that's yeah. why gossip and stuff like that will drive me crazy. Oh, preach! Because that stuff. All that does is whenever you're speaking, whether it's true, whether it's not true, if it's true, pray for the person, see if you can help the person, but don't keep spreading it, right? And then if yeah. the, and then if it's not true, it needs to stop with you anyhow. Yeah. You know, I mean, once it gets to you, you need to shut that person down or you need to shut the stuff down because after that point, your words are going to do one or two things. It's either going to create vision or it's going to create division. And that's it. I have a question for you. Like, do you think that social media and like technology, like cell phones and all the stuff, do you, do you think that it has contributed more towards like a optimistic view or a pessimistic view? I have to be neutral. Are you talking to him? I I think it's a pessimistic view because Social media gives everybody a false sense of relationship. It gives them a false sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. And it also makes them, I don't, I don't know how to, how to word this, but any, anyway, it gives them a false sense of relationship and false sense of belonging, which, and I think deep down subconsciously or in their spirit, they know that they don't have that. And they're still looking. Yeah. For those things, right? You know, me and my brother-in-law, you know, we talk about the cell phones and stuff, right? They're they're good for bringing you closer to somebody mm-hmm. that's further away, but they're also good for making you further away uh, from the people that are closest to you. Jamie just Miyagi'd us. I love it, man. 
I need like a deep sound effect. Here we go. Breaking news. No, I don't know. No, no, jeez. I, I will say about this this subject. You know, more I'm sitting here thinking about it, it probably comes off like I'm a, I'm a total jerk face, cynical, whatnot. But man, I'll tell you, it's like like a like a light or a veil's been pulled or beginning to pull uh, lately. Uh, yeah, you know the, the events that, that fell in place to bring me to this church uh, and the conversations we've had and the conversations we have with with friends and people and the the, the life group that I meet with. Um, and it just, it just adds up. It's one of those things that, that after it's happening, you look back and go, oh, it's like prophecy or something where you, you it, it comes to pass, and then you go, oh, of course. But you can't see it head right when you're in the pit. You can't necessarily see outside of the pit. You don't see the character and the, the change that's being driven into you, and then you come out, and you're like, oh, jeez. I had a purpose is. for everything. Yeah. So so yeah. This, this perception thing is, is 100% real. Like I've gone down the path of, of just negative, 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 and then you recognize what it's doing to you. And the, the the monster it's making you, uh, be it gossip and things like that. I mean, stuff you, you'd say once and you go, man, feel ashamed of it. And you're saying like ten times a day, and you don't even care, you know yeah. that kind of thing. And it's it makes you a hateful person. But when you when you change, you know, be it I don't know if it's within your power to to totally do it. I don't think so. But you, you know, with friends and, and and God and those things working in you, you can come out of that thing. I, I would I would say that. Yeah. To people struggling with it. To struggle. Struggle is real. That's like, I don't know how you do that. That's cool. The raw. I use my tongue in a funny way. I basically have a really high voice. We could do, we should do impression episodes sometime. All right. Well, any last, last thoughts? Got a cartoon on my board. Yeah. Oh, little dog. Well, yeah. And so I think you're about to finish what you're thinking, like how your thoughts are your words and your work. Like, you want to finish that thought? Well, you, actions and yeah, habits. Yeah, your you know your 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 thoughts will become your words, your your words will wind up turning into actions. Your actions will become your you know your behaviors and all that, and that will turn into your character. Yeah, yeah, and, and danger. And, like. and, and you just kind of summed it up in what you were saying. You know, you know, had these thoughts, had, you know, kept talking, whether it was gossip or something else. And and you hit it right there when you said, "I kept repeating it." Mm-hmm. Right. It, oh, dude! Like a daily and loop, so, like you yeah, literally and, repeat it. And mm-hmm. if you look, if you look right there on the mm-hmm. perception, because once you get to that perception, your perception is going to depend on how you respond, how you behave, which is going to give you more thoughts, which is going to keep that circle going. Yep, yep, hundred percent. My buddy Max has a, a great analogy of, of of something similar where it's like you're the pit, right? Someone's uh, dragging you into the pit with them. You should always endeavor to get out of the pit. Right, and you can see everything in the pit at that point. Like take yourself out of the situation or the argument, the mindset, and go. I'm not going to get into that. Someone, it's like someone being irrational and arguing with you, being mean or just a total jerk. You lose your temper at them. You're in the pit. Get out of the pit. Hey, you're stupid. You temper. <laughs> just whenever you just see me at church, and if I go leech, you just know you don't know what's going on. I'll say that. L L L. Well, you know, you know, and and you know, whenever you was talking about the emotional leeches earlier, and, and I mean, every place has it. Work, schools, just just different environments, and everybody knows who that person is because when they except walk for in, the person being it, well, it's, it's, <laughs> or maybe they do. I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of like that saying that you know, there, there's an idiot on every bus, and if you get on there and you can't find them. <laughs> knock know? knock the chicken. <laughs> that was an inside joke with Jamie and I. Went but uh, but if it, you know if you get on the bus and you can't find who the idiot is, eh, it might be you. But but what I'm what I was saying though is whenever these the, everybody knows who this person is because once they walk into the room, whether there's ten people, twenty people, or whatever, the whole environment changes, the whole culture changes. Just everything Everyone changes. Stop having fun. It's true. Barry's here. Stop having, stop having fun. Ooh, Barry I'm gonna do that. Tri- I'm gonna do that joke on him, and then I do want to say one more little small topic is, knock knock. Who's there? Or no, sorry, I already messed oh, up. Come on, man. Cecil, why did the joke? You ruined why, it. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why to get to the idiot's house? Knock knock. Who's, who's there? The chicken. <laughs> 
his 10-year-old daughter dropped that one, and dude, that was so good. I do have another question, because we in the church, and I've been dealing with this lately. No one listening to today's episode, it's not about them, but in a church, which is people, it's community, like, you know how my thing is, like, you can't ever leave church if you're in the same city, like, you're, you're still part of the church, you know? So anyway, like, I think people are confused about, like, you don't have to be best friends with everybody. I do feel like some people feel like I can't be in this church unless I'm best friends with everybody. And it's like, God's not asking you to be best friends with everybody. He's asking you to build the kingdom. And it's okay if your personalities don't, you know, mesh together to where it's like, oh, I'm super happy. I'm going to find a church where I have. Because either if you find a church that, that everyone just seemingly just is best friends, either one, they're kicking out everyone that comes against that, right? You know, or they're just not getting really deep. Right in in as far as their lives, well, either, either that or they're just not being truthful with who they really are. Yeah, you know they're not showing who they are based off of how they perceive that they're going to be viewed, whether it be fear or whatever. You know, because what yeah. if what if I show this person who I really am? Are they going to reject me? Are they going to accept me? Are they going to think I'm just this awful sinner? You know what what is that perception going to be? And that's where most people deal with their fear, like especially even whenever it comes out to going in a, and just telling somebody about Jesus, everybody's yeah. biggest fear is what is some, you know, what is somebody else going to think about me? Yeah. I just think too, and like, I don't know, when people work together, like, cause there's always like, I don't know who, who I heard this from as a pastor. He was like, yeah, we all do ministry together. We all love the Lord together. And he was like something like, I want to say it was, I want to say it was a pastor. I don't know who it was, but he just said, you know, I love everyone, but I wouldn't take, you know, I wouldn't want to take everyone here, like, on a cruise with me or something, like, just in that when you work together, like, it's great when people can have two personalities that you can click, and you're like, man, we could build a solid friendship, but then there's sometimes where you're, like, building a kingdom, and, like, maybe two people don't get along, and you have to be like, dude, that's okay, like, it's okay if you're not best friends, like, even, like, staffs, right, yeah. like, everyone has their own friends you don't we're not trying to you know all be best friends and i don't think you know because i think sometimes people get the wrong mindsets too of like the devil can get in and go well you're not best friends with everybody so you know you need to leave or stop growing or whatever when the reality is like man i'm i'm not bet buddy buddy best friends with everyone you know because we all have our lives you have your families you have you know different things but you know that's why i said that. that's why i like about cecil is he he has a small group of people, and they don't all go to Covet Life Church. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different churches, and we should we should be building relationships with Christians outside of the place we go to worship on on Sundays because the church is people. Like I love when I hear people going to different places. I'm like, man, like some of my best friends are Christians. They don't go to this church because you have that revelation of we are the church, and we can still do th- Christian things together that aren't branded by. The man, <laughs> or, or whatever, however you want to say it, but yeah, absolutely. I don't know. That's I just had that, that thought lately, today, like this last week. It's one of the things that like, I've talked to you before about that kind of attracted me to this church is that mentality. Like I, I learned, you know, looking at church history and the, the different denominations and all this and that and the other, and, and and you realize like why why do these guys hate those guys um, yeah. when they're trying to follow Christ? And it doesn't look like your path, but I mean, geez, it, it, they're not the enemy. <laughs> that's why Cecil liked me because I I I'm a pastor, but I skipped church history class no, because no, no. i didn't want to learn why <laughs> people just don't like other people or like hey man come to our church <laughs> you know john dude he has a killer youth program not me john like i just think of the bible and the disciples but dude matthew dude they're they got bounce houses for the kids like dude and then like you know and you pick a subject you want like oh they're worship at that place you know i just you picture Jesus doing that for 12 disciples. Like, dude, you guys use tambourines and instruments. Mm-hmm. You guys don't do any of that. And then you guys over here do this. And I don't know, I just, it bugs me. It grieves me. It really does. Yeah, dis- um, disunity is like the, one of the greatest tragedies, I think. Or when people, I've met people that are so deep that they they almost can't even have a friendship with me because I don't go to the church. And that makes me so sad. I'm like, dude, are we not, like, we're on the same team, man. And all in your and people limit their Christianity and their things to only, oh man, I really I wish I could, but you know you don't you're not one of us. It's, it reminds me of the scripture where 
the disciples said, Jesus, we saw people casting out demons and we, and we stopped them because they weren't part of our crew. And Jesus was like, you know, you're an idiot. Don't stop them. He didn't say that, but he, you know, was just like, don't stop them. If, if they're not against us, I mean, we're on the same team. Let's build, you know, let's build the kingdom. People are getting delivered. That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. I just think too many Christians are critical, you know, too, of like other people. Oh, but it, sure. it's another subject, and obviously we need Susan going, man. I know, I know I got a thought from Jamie. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, it kind of goes back into the sports thing, you know, and back into what Cecil was talking about earlier. I hate right? sports. It's, uh, it's they have all this Bible knowledge, but they don't have a relationship with Jesus, right? So yeah. whenever it comes to that stuff, it's more about winning this argument than it is about you having a relationship. Well, actually, you see, that that's that guy I know. I wasn't gonna say anything. I just I thought about like when people don't have a relationship and they're more about yeah, you know even smarts can become an idol. Yeah, yeah. Well, anything you yeah. know, and, and and I think that's where so many people in the church get things mess, messed up because you know it's supposed to be God first, your family second, and then others. And so what people do in the church is whenever they come in and they they get into a you know a ministry or something else, that ministry becomes their idol, and so it's over God. And then maybe they got their family next, and then God's really third. But they don't see that they think they're still doing something for God, even though that they made this ministry their idol. And that's whenever they start seeing the chaos and the struggle and the strife in their ministry because it's their ministry. It's not God's ministry. Oh, preach. And so, but, you know, it's like I said, yeah. all, all these things all tie into each other. It's just a matter of shameless plug for this Sunday. <laughs> November 6th, 10.30 a.m. Bring your $100. I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> I was thinking about what Cecil said earlier about no! that. <laughs> For the low price of nine nine nine. Shameless plug, I met a guy named Johnny Taco. Uh, yeah, shout here. out to Johnny Taco's podcast. That's what I was going to do. Okay. I thought his name was Johnny Taco. But okay, well, here, Johnny you do like else. a, let's do like a better one for him, like a. No, that's not. Let's do this one. No, this one. Hey guys, be entertained with Johnny Taco's podcast. Gotta love it. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> now, let me do one. Johnny's Tacos. It has ups and downs. <laughs> just like the elevator business. Tune in on Monday nights. No, just, I don't know if he's on Monday nights. Or could you like a... What's Johnny Taco's podcast about? Is it about tacos? Man, or is it like Johnny he has Pablo? a wide variety of topics, including one time he just saw that there was some dude from India listening to his podcast live, so he brought him in and did a whole interview. Yeah, you talking about that guy. That was legit. That was one Taco. of my favorite episodes. Dig it. And then he has the funny voices. You know. Oh, boy. I love doing voices. All right. I think, oh, I wanted to read this last scripture because we're talking about thoughts. Um. This is Philippians 4. It's one of my favorites. Uh, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonable reasonableness, that's a good one, be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to, to God and the peace which of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I love that. Think or meditate or be intentional about putting those things in your thought life, in your brain, because then it becomes actions and habits and character. And And surround yourself with people that have a like mind in that way, Mm because it's so important. Or, or like, like you said, like not being afraid to be like, oh yeah, hey John, how's that work out with your uh, with your faith when you say something like that? Or dude, like that. <laughs> correction. Seriously, getting get called that by a guy who wasn't is not even a believer. Yeah, right. Somebody who you know is yeah. intellectual exercise. Yeah, that's roasted. <laughs> roasted. All right. Well, um, I'm just gonna say a prayer over you guys, and then uh, you know, you can join us next week. He'll bring Chani Tacos on again. He was on a podcast on the dad episode. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So we'll have to bring him on. We'll, another funny episode. But we won't use that voice so much that you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was fun. But, yeah, I'll say a prayer. And then uh, 
I just pray that as you guys listen to this and we talked about thinking, that's a weird thing to say, talking about thinking, but that it blesses you and that you have hope, which is, I think, the most important thing to have hope, that if you find yourself in any situation that you feel like a victim or you feel hopeless or you feel discouraged, that there absolutely is hope in Jesus. And even if you got some whacked out dude that gave you this horrible example, this untrue example of what it meant to to love Jesus, man, I just pray that you give it another chance and that you give Jesus another chance and that um, you, you get to really meet him, less about him, but more him and spend time with him and let it just change your heart in your mind, you know, from the inside out. So, Father God, thank you for today. I thank you for uh, Cecil and Jamie. I thank you for their testimonies. Thank you for this podcast and the and the tools to reach people, to have conversations that can bring people closer to you and more deeper in a relationship with you. I thank you that um, through your spirit we have that positivity and that joy that that Cecil talked about, a joy that's just um, attractive to people, Lord, in this in this um, world that we live in today with COVID and all this craziness, that they see that joy and that it's attractive. So, Lord, we love you, and we and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Funky Jazz, we out. <laughs>